Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. We share their stories with you so that in their shining, you will feel comfortable shining as well. So I'm so happy to welcome today's guest, Alexis Moran. First off, thank you for being here, Alexis. We're so excited. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Susan. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I've been looking forward to it since you asked. So my name is Alexis Moran, and I have spent my entire career in professional services. I am a native New Orleanian, and I started my college career shortly after Hurricane Katrina hit. And so I stayed in New Orleans, went to college in New Orleans. I think I might be an anomaly for my um, generation in that I don't have any student debt. So staying out. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's very rare. And so, you know, I worked really hard in college and I got my degree in English with a minor in history. And I really gravitated towards writing and journalism and communications. And so when I graduated um, college, which was post 2008 housing crisis, uh, the New Orleans market was very lean and it was really hard to get an entry level position. And the benefit of having an English degree is that you really, your options are endless because you have the skill to communicate and write and um, you know, inform your audience. So I actually went into the financial sector. I worked in default mortgage, again, post 2008 housing crisis um, at a company in Dallas. And I like to say that it was very character building. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I started um, answering phones and quickly moved my way up to be um, in the community outreach department, which was pretty much a subset of um, customer service and a blend of like public relations and marketing. Nice. Nice. Let me ask you something. I love when I have liberal arts majors on, I am quite the voice and advocate for those with the liberal arts degree, the right brainers. If you read any Daniel Pink, his new book, a whole new mind makes the case for why right brainers will, the future belongs to us. So bravo to you for choosing a degree in English and a minor in history. That's a wonderful combo. And yes, the, the, the application is so broad uh, with that type of skill set in your, in your, um, in your toolbox. So yeah, it, you want, it's not as limiting. Yes. Yes. I would love for you to tell us a little more about what you mean when you say character building, because I don't think I know, but I'd like you to explain. Sure. So when I was on the phone, so I I was on the phones and, you know, I'd have to pick, I was on a dialer system, so it would call out. So I didn't even know who I was calling at first. I I then transitioned to the um, loss mitigation section, which, you know, I had a portfolio of, of, borrowers that I would call every day. And so when you don't know who you're calling, you don't know who you're going to get. And a lot of times they're not, not the most pleasant. Um, so honing a customer service-based attitude, which, you know, as I'll talk about, helps me in my career today. Um, and just 
that empathy that you're cultivating. I was really lucky. The first job I had had a lot of um, training involved, everything from irate borrower training to customer service training to even understanding of 401k. The company I worked for only hired college graduates. So um, you know, there was a certain threshold of the entry level, but a lot of us were liberal arts majors and yeah. they really took their time training us, which has been a gift and a skill that I've honed throughout my career. Um, you know, it's funny that the moments in which I rate borrower training pops up in my life um, after this point in time. But then I moved to community outreach, like I was saying, and, and I met with borrowers face to face and I really got to hear their story and understand them and, and help them. And normally, so I, so I would travel all over. Um, and normally their problem was so minor. I could so easily get it fixed for them. Wow. Yeah. And so that's when I really, um, I really enjoyed that, that client service that came with that. And so I, um, I left Dallas and I moved into the, um, AEC industry, architecture, engineering, construction, um, through a marketing and business development role. Um, coordinator level after that back in my home of New Orleans because I knew I wanted to come back yay I'm from uh, there originally it's the it's, I'm a guerrilla marketer for the city it, everyone <laughs> should go and you know, awesome. the, the city should maybe consider putting me on their payroll for that I, I uh, <laughs> it, it's it's a wonderful city Susan but I'm sure as you know it's a city that you choose to be in every single day yeah. Um, San Francisco can, I mean, the same can be said for here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I totally want to introduce you. So yes. Yeah, sorry. No. Sorry. So yesterday's podcast guest is the, uh, was, she is the director of the United Way of Southeast Louisiana. So hmm. I think that you two should meet because I think that together you can do great things for New Orleans. Um, she used to work in, I think your position at Greater New Orleans Inc. But now, oh, okay. she runs, yeah, so now she runs the United Way and I think together you two could, you know, rule the world. <laughs> I love it. I know this city, you know, it, it it's really had a boost, but it, it still needs some love. Um, yeah. And now I get to work in a space where we are, um, you know, I work in manufactured interior construction and it's technology driven construction. So it's in nice disruptor and it's changing the way we build you know our industry the construction industry which is so dominant in south louisiana and the gulf sure. Coast. it's ripe for some changes um so I, it's really i love what i do every day and i get to use the skills i learned early on and working in the industry and um well let me ask you something so how have you seen that industry change since katrina yeah, that's a, that's a wonderful question, especially, you know, my first segue into this industry was through marketing. And in 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit. In 2008, there was a surgence of um, FEMA funds being, you know, it was our shot in the arm uh, at that time when many of the other, uh, many other cities throughout the country were suffering. So we really got a lot of infrastructure funds at that time and we were booming. So what was happening was um, firms were coming in from out of town. You know, New Orleans can be, you know, it's both a positive and a negative that it can be insular, but 
the city of New Orleans really wants its locals to thrive from an economic perspective. And when other larger firms were coming in and taking work, you know, these architecture and construction companies were saying, where they were looking internally and saying, whoa, we really need someone to help us with these high caliber proposals being submitted to FEMA and other organizations. And so the shift from that perspective is astronomical. You know, our, I'm now the president of the Society for Marketing Professional Services, the Southeast Louisiana chapter. And in 2008, we formed our chapter because of this demand and now you know, our, you know, we have marketing, business development, and technical professionals involved in our chapter is, is over 100 members. Wow. Um, so it is just you know, the need for high caliber marketing while the teams are still very mean. Some yeah, firms, nimble, yeah. Yes, they, they have so much grit and they do a lot and, and I'm so proud to be in this industry. But, Let me say something. Um, yeah. Someone who introduced me to you, um, not knowing we were going to have this podcast, had, she spoke so highly of you, so well of you. So just sometimes people yeah. are sponsored by others and they don't even know it. So I just mm -hmm. want you to know you have a little fan base out there. And oh, um, thank you. Yeah, this woman sang your praises mightily. Thank you. I, uh, I, you know, when I'm passionate about something like our industry and our city, I, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that that shines to yes. us. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it makes me feel good, too, to know that people like you are at the helm in my uh, home state. So um, I'm so happy <laughs> to have you on this. So, so to have you on this show today is a little bit of me, you know, so it brings me home, you know, so hearing Aww. you tell the story of your role and what you do in New Orleans. Well, tell me more about mm -hmm. the, um, the entity where you work. I know that you're in a yeah. leadership position, but what is it that you do day to day and what is their mission, vision and strategy? Yeah, so I work with AOS interior environments. Like I said, I do business development for the manufactured interior construction team. Um, and we have a team that consists of project managers, um, the VP of our division, my boss, who is just, she's absolutely incredible. And then we also have a team of installers um, as we self-perform our, our construction. We act as that super sub. But AOS was, um, we were founded over 40 years ago. We're a local company. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Our, um, it, it's a wonderful story. And I, I used to work, you know, hand in hand with AOS in previous roles in this industry. And I'm so happy to be here. Um, but we started in the specialty storage division, which to many people probably looks like legal filing storage or medical filing storage. And and that division of the company has grown to, you know, industrial storage where you just, you know, type in the part that you need and it will come down or storage for the New Orleans State Saints or Pelicans, their equipment. Um, so that's one division. The other division. How fun. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, the other division is our furniture team. So we are a dealer um, and you know it's wonderful furniture for corporate spaces i'm in a beautiful conference room right now sitting in some classic knoll furniture nice nice yeah. i had no idea about that aspect i checked you out a little yeah. bit but i had no idea 
That is so much fun. Wow. It, it is. And, and so we get to work closely with our fur the furniture and storage team in the construction division, as I said, where I am. And then, of course, we have our um, you know, distribution or, or um, operations team. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just so excited. I love hearing yeah. about that are thriving in New Orleans. I love to hear good things about New Orleans. So tell me yeah. more. Go ahead. So our, our, you know, our ultimate goal is to be that peer collaborator. So we work with architects and designers, um, construction, general contractors, as well as business owners. And just, you know, we truly believe that good design is good business. And that really starts at the top. And internally, we really focus on building such a strong culture. It, it really, it truly, from the office itself to all of the people, it's, it's a really wonderful place to work. Nice, very nice. So it sounds to me like you're sort of the um, glue that brings all these different parties together um, for, you know, to reach the desired outcome. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, while I focus on the construction division, it, it's definitely, and I, I think that this is intrinsic of any marketing or business developer, it, you're the conduit that yes. um, keeps the information flowing, keeps the industry together. Um, you know, a lot of my role, I know you asked me about day to day and I didn't answer that yet. Um, a lot of it is educating designers, um, business owners of this new way to build. We're bringing this, like I said, technology-driven manufactured interior construction to the marketplace, and it is a whole new way to build. You know, it is turning the traditional model of, of sheetrock, which is over 100 years old, um, and when it was first invented, it, they thought, oh, this is just a fad. We'll go back to drywall. Um, so we're bringing this new livelihood to interior spaces. You know, we're integrating technology. It's actually a flexible model where you can move it around. Um, and wow. I'm so excited. So it's all about educating. There, there's a big story behind it. And so my background in communications is the reason I'm here. Um, because we need to get the story out. We need to do it. There's a lot of, of there's a lot of specifics. There's a lot of technical. And this role is actually more technical than I've ever been before. Whereas, you know, previously I was a little bit more marketing and, and business development focused here. It's much more technical focused while also mirroring that client service. And, you know, internally to be that peer collaborator, we really take this almost hospitality approach to that customer service. No surprise there being from New Orleans. Yeah. Absolutely all about the hospitality. Let me ask you about your product you just mentioned. So yeah. um, you said it's flexible, unlike yeah. traditional sheetrock. So I mm -hmm. have, folks, you're going to die when you hear this, but I have actually floated sheetrock. Whoa. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know that what's involved there. I do. Yeah. There, you know, one costly error, you know, one thing yeah. Got, there's, yeah, that stuff. Crap. Yeah. But, um, no one would believe me if I tell you that I've actually <laughs> added a room onto my house when I lived in Louisiana and I added the room, wow. like I built the firewalls and the frame and I laid the parquet flooring and all that stuff. But wow. um, tell me about this product. You say it's flexible. I think that would be great. Is it, is it, um, at the risk of, of just, sounding foolish about this no, I'm no. just going to ask you is it malleable is it flexible bendable because of winds or hurricanes or, or because it just 
traditional sheetrock breaks so easily when you're trying to build? Why, why, why did they do that? I love that they did it, but why specifically would one yeah. need that type of, I'm so just the curious. No, no, of course. It's a great question. So the flexibility really comes in the application of it. So, you know, it can, what, you know, is technically referred to as a demountable partition or, or a modular, which is, is very limiting to, to this solution. Um, it can be, you know, if you have four offices and the way we work is changing daily, the technology is changing rapidly, you can very easily, so the the solution is manufactured off-site, which, as you know, at, you know this from uh, taping and floating, is you know conventional construction is very wasteful. Yes. Like if you make a mistake, it goes in the trash. It goes. That's what I was saying. Yes. Yes. There's yes. there's garbage. There's you know the Costly. cost of yes to the environment and to the pocketbook of the owner. Yes. Um, so we actually have a plug and play electrical solution. So we're pre-installing um, electrical boxes and we're using the solution. So we're really limiting that conduit. So the flexibility not only comes from the wall cavity, um, being able to access it through our cladding or what we call our, you know, our panels, yeah. um, you know, our finishes, you can get behind the wall here in South Louisiana, as many people know, we're struggling with flooding. Right. I was going to go there next. Yes. Yeah, so, so as far as that, you know, it's very sturdy. It's, it's no different than, than other ways to build. We're using the same materials. We're using glass. We're using MTF. We're using um, thermofoil. Um, and we, ha we actually have integrated a recycled blue jean um, insulation, which if it gets wet, it can be dried. Wow, that's awesome. So yeah, it's really cool. You know, it's something we're really starting to look into more. Our framing is aluminum, so it can easily be wiped down. Um, and, you know, it can technically be cut as well. But the idea is that we want to save the heavy lifting for the manufacturing. Right. And we want to install a clean, efficient, fast, and lean solution on site. Um, our lead time is incredible. We have a three-week lead time for frames from final measurements and order entry, which is just Incredible. Unbelievable. Fast. I know enough about this stuff. That's <laughs> crazy good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we build out about 80% of interiors. Um, and we do it, you know, and we, oh, we have a three week lead time and then that's awesome. Well, I don't want to, um, yeah. run away about, <laughs> I know I took you there. I asked that question. No, no, it's, it's exciting. About, yeah. It's about you, the woman. So let's get back to you because you're a remarkable woman. I've heard that from others and I believe that for the Thank conversations so we've had, tell me a little bit about what's been your proudest professional accomplishment. So I think that I, I thought about this and I, and I think of it, you know, one on a scale of 10,000 feet, you know, I am very proud of the growth I've had. Um, you know, I, I've mentioned, I was talking to the podcast about to someone recently and, um, you know, I was kind of talking through what, you know, what I've done, where I've gone in my career. And, and I, I kind of summed it up saying I, I've been very aggressive in the first, I guess, decade of my career. Um, and I've moved up quickly and, and I feel what I'm so proud of is that I look back and I have relationships um, with the places I've been and they've all been stepping stones. Um, and I don't, I think that that's something that I, I am very proud of that I've woven this, this um, path to where I am today 
Um, but I think, as I mentioned before, I, I'm currently the president of SMPS Southeast Louisiana. Um, and not all, so I'm the 11th president. I am one of the youngest presidents. And it's something, again, that 10,000 foot accomplishment is entwined with SMPS. Without them, I, I wouldn't be here. I, I'm so proud to lead this network of um, marketers and business developers. And, and so I think the two, those two um, accomplishments are really intertwined. That's amazing. So that's part of what I heard about you. That was so great that you, first of all, leadership skills, something we can all learn, but also sometimes people are just born with that gift. And I think you're one of those people. Um, Thank you, Susan. I, I hope my board feels the same way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I teach leadership. And if you need me to come talk to them about what that really looks like and how you fit the bill, yes. I'm happy to do that because yeah. I love that. Yeah, the EQ and the transformational leadership style that is so prevalent in successful companies today, but yet um, not common, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's really great. Again, the right brainers, the future belongs to us. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I know it's so funny because I say all the time that architects who I've worked with for most of my career, they use both sides of their brain, which is makes yeah. them incredible innovators, but you yes. know. They can be challenging on a one-to-one. On a -one. Yes. So uh, as Dan Pink says in his book, no fear left brainers. It's not that your work will not be appreciated or valued, but you will have to tap into the other side of that brain. Um, we, we around here in Silicon Valley have a talk about the three Ds and the three Ds are if your job is dangerous, dull, or dirty, um, it can easily be replaced by AI. So to yeah. be relevant, you need to incorporate some of that right brain and that EQ. So good for That's you. perfect. And what a great tie with technology-driven interior construction. Oh, I'm you know what? I, that in my presentation. I was just going to say, I'll send you some of the speeches that um, we give. Uh, my husband and I don't give them together, but um, he gives talks on housing and development and commercial development and you know economic development through the the expansion of the biotech industry here where we live and a lot of that challenge comes with um jobs housing uh imbalance like the traffic mm -hmm. jobs housing imbalance so he talks a lot about the 3ds and ai and i think it's something you might be interested in so i'll snag his speech and send it to you thank and you you know me you know i talk about the communications how to use the right language and to understand your clients so i'll send you my talk on 3d as well thank um, you yeah well you're so dynamic and i've had great conversations on the phone with you and with people who know you tell me who has been your inspirational mentor somebody or maybe more than one person has probably moved you. Who is that person? Oh, I really, really thought about this and I really spun a web of it. And I think the the most concise answer I can give is that I have this, I really, I, I feel like very early on in college, probably before then, and I just didn't realize it. I started this collection of mentors. You know, I, I feel a little like mentor is like, um, like the same rules of Fight Club, like you just don't say mentor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in Fight Club stays in Fight Club. Yes, yes. And so don't you know, talk I, about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> so it's difficult to label just one because I have this entire network of, of mentors, and I think mentorship is a two-way street. Sure. So I, 
that you know there there is so much with a mentorship collaboration that's happening and it's like i have these incredible you know mostly women standing behind me and i realized susan as i was thinking about this the common thread that all of these women have is that they believe not only in being connectors and, and they're very resilient but they believe that high tides lift all boats yes so i'd say anyone who has that that mentality, that approach to whether it's business, friendship, life, I really resonate with it. And that's what inspires me, I think. That's I love that. Oh my God, I have chills. That's my oh. whole business model. So we lift as we rise. We lift as yes. we rise. Yes. Let me ask you, um, I'm sure it hasn't all been a bed of roses. So <laughs> what has been your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome that? Well, Susan, I have been working in male dominated industries my entire career, starting with financial. You know, I worked in legal for a period of time and, and in the AEC industry. And what I found my biggest challenge or setback, it has a little bit to do with this imposter syndrome, especially, um, you know, I am in the spring of my career. So I'm told often, oh, you're so young or, or um, you know, comments like that, which can, can be discouraging or, you know, I'm written off as a millennial sometimes. Right. And, and I, my strongest traits have nothing to do with what many people characterize millennials as. And so that's a whole nother podcast. But I, um, you know, the challenge I've had to boil it down is working with technical professionals, you know, architects, engineers, um, lawyers and being a non-technical. Yeah. My, I said my background's in liberal arts. So what happens is, you know, architects in particular, they are experts in their field. They are looked at every single day on a job site to have an answer, to have that liability. And so what they think is, you know, sometimes they approach with, you know, nothing until you prove otherwise. And, um, and again, and again, and again. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's really, I think that it's become one of my strengths is the ability to do that and to do that quickly. Wow. That's yeah. powerful. So I teach about um, prove it again bias where a man can do something and become known for that one thing, but a woman can do something as great or better and has to do it again and again and again. Mm -hmm. Noticed. So the fact yeah, that or that barometer is higher. <laughs> yes. It's not right, but that's what the way it is. And so that's why I do what I do. But um, tell us something that Thank folks you. don't know about. Oh, you're welcome. Tell us <laughs> folks don't know about you. So a surprising fact or, you know, whatever you'd like to share. Nothing that's a deep, dark secret. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fairly open book, so, so that works. Me too. I, like, I, uh, I think that what a, a surprising fact that many people don't know is that I, I am not only a Francophile, but a Francophone. So I'm very inspired by the French and their beautiful language. And, you know, I've really been trying to practice on my own at improving my speaking skills. And, you know, the French is so dominant in New, or in New Orleans. Um, I've been trying to hone that. But the, this past summer, I went to Normandy for the 75th anniversary of D-Day because I combine my Francophile and Francophone interests with my interest in um, World War II and that moment in time. I love that. I love that. So my husband is a history buff and World War II is probably 
you know, his, well, actually he knows every decade, every military. Oh yeah. <laughs> to my dad as well. Yeah. He would love having this conversation with you. Oh and my I gosh. Personally, yeah. yeah. I love hearing that from you. That's amazing. Um, yeah. you're quite a gentle genius. Um, <laughs> Thank I you. Say. And I think that they are very lucky to have you in the role that you're in. And I can see great things, um, on your horizon. You're a terrific, terrific person. Um, spokesperson, I should say, for not only the industry, but your company and your leadership role is quite fitting. So happy, Thank happy, you. happy. Yeah. That I, yeah. Yeah. Go New Orleans girl. <laughs> oh, who dat? Who dat? Well, if people want to know more about you personally or you professionally and maybe what you do, how can they reach you? So I welcome uh, any emails. I, I My response rate is impeccable uh but via email or which i think that you'll include on the blogcast yes. or through my linkedin awesome awesome so i'll include your email and your linkedin uh link to your profile on the blog that i'll write and then i'll sync this podcast along with some photos and your bio into the blog so that people can both read about you and hear you so that's, that's how we roll well, you're awesome. I cannot wait to see you when I'm down in New Orleans. I'm actually heading that way in December. So look Great. forward to hearing from me via email. I'll keep you posted on my schedule and maybe we could have a cup of coffee. I would love that. And thank you for all that you do. And, you know, thank you for being part of that network that stands behind women in business. Awesome. That was so kind of you to say. Thanks means a lot. So have a good day, everybody. And thanks for tuning in.